Welcome to the University of South Dakota's podcast, Crowded Hour. We know the COVID-19 global health pandemic is raising all sorts of questions about the way we live. Over the next several weeks, we plan to share the perspectives of some of our faculty in fields like public health, economics, education, and more, in hopes they can shed light on this situation and the path forward. As always, thank you for listening, and go Yotes! On today's episode, we speak with the superintendent of the Yankton School District, Dr. Wayne Kindle, about the impact of COVID-19 and how schools are rising to meet the challenge. Dr. Kindle, how are you doing this morning? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for asking, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be part of this with USD. Well, we really appreciate, um, obviously, the perspective that you can bring to this situation and just your experience that you've had as the superintendent of the Yankton School District. Um, I think my first question is just, can you just tell us, I guess, about the last several weeks and what this has all been like as your school district has had to transition to remote learning? Yeah, you know, I think it's been different uh, for a lot of schools and, um, you know, lots of quick changes for sure. And the need for some quick data is what we found out. So, you know, we actually did a technology survey with our parents as soon as we found out that we would not be coming back to school for a while, because we knew that, you know, one of the things that we were going to have to do rather quickly was to put together some kind of alternative education plan, which included online learning. So we uh, quickly got out a survey to our parents who were absolutely phenomenal in the response rate, which gave us some data so we could find out who had devices, who did not, who had internet, and who didn't. So, you know, from there, um, just like any school, you know, we mobilized our staff with our expectations uh, for what we wanted this to look like, which included um, we knew that we needed to get ready for an extended period of time, probably longer than a week, which has happened. We also knew that we wanted to provide learning opportunities for which parents and our students didn't feel overwhelmed because we know that this is a tough time in a lot of different ways, but rather how can we engage the kids and their parents? And um, we also knew that a priority for us would be taking into account the stress that everybody's under at home with our parents and families and to make sure that we had weekly contact with our kids. You know, I guess that, you know, brings up to me, I mean, just how are teachers finding ways to still engage with students? You know, I think, um, you know, as, as I've talked to others across the state in various meetings, we're all doing a lot of the same things, which really is affirmation for uh, myself you know, as a school superintendent, but, you know, our teachers are, they're doing classroom Zoom meetings. We've got Google Classroom opportunities for kids, you know, which they can get in there and they can work together as a group, but yet not physically be together. We've also utilized, of course, email, FaceTime, and phone calls. So there's been lots of opportunity for us to engage with our students. You know, you mentioned just the stress that an event like this causes. Um, obviously, everyone's situation is different. Some people are able to work from home. Some people um, might not be able to. 
you know, many parents that are having to kind of assume the role um, of a teacher at this time, do you just have any tips for a parent who might be a little bit insecure with what they're doing or wondering if, you know, they are effectively delivering the type of education that their kids really need? You know, that's a really good question. And, you know, I think we all wish that we had a magic uh, wand that we could hand over to parents. But I'll tell you this, uh, my best advice is only to do their best and to have fun. You know, um, always feel that they can, you know, turn to a teacher for help. We're there for them as well as their children. You know, as educators and parents and community members, I believe we all share a common understanding when it comes to educating our kids, and that's we simply want the best opportunities we can provide with the resources available. And our parents, in my opinion, are natural-born teachers in many ways. I mean, they've done an extraordinary job of teaching their kids at home during this time while balancing, you know, their own personal lives. And we're going to have to continue to do this for a while. So, again, I want to stress the importance of reaching out uh, to your child's teachers and administrators with any questions and knowing that um, we want them to feel very welcome uh, to contact us at any time. With regards to, I guess, online education, I mean, how long do you think that an online school day should be? Should it be the same, you know, amount that a normal school day is? Should it be less? Yeah, you know, I think we would all agree that the best scenario uh, would be their children being at school with their teachers, you know, where the day is much more structured as far as learning environment goes and the different activities that we can do at school much easier than they can do at home. But I also know um, that our parents and students have been terrific, you know, at this new teaching learning model. So I think this quality time is what really matters. And we also know whether the kids were at school learning under normal circumstances or whether they're at home like they are now, kids learn at different paces and it's gonna take some kid less time to do something and some other student more time. And so I think what's most important is to know that it's really about quality time and keeping everything into perspective. You know, you, you mentioned quality time. I know a lot of parents, um, you know, my, my siblings struggle with this, just the idea of screen time, even during kind of like a, you know, normal life, um, let alone this situation. I mean, do you have any advice um, that you would offer parents who, you know, are worried, I guess, about the risks um, and the benefits, I guess, of screen time and, and technology that their kids have access to? You know, I, I do, and I don't know that it's perfect advice, but I have thought about this. And, you know, what I would recommend is that um, the screen time that was maybe once used outside of school prior to where we are today with learning at home, that should become the screen time they now focus on doing their schoolwork, plus or minus whatever that time is. You know, I know this is just obviously an unprecedented situation in a lot of ways. Um, there's just a lot of, I think, uncertainty and fear. And I think that translates, you know, both to what adults are feeling, but then also obviously what kids are feeling. Um, what are ways, I guess, that parents can emotionally support their children during a time like this? 
you know, we have put together a number of resources for our parents and our families that uh, we have posted online and as part of their learning boards and how they access their other information for their online learning. And I think what's uh, most important is that um, they feel comfortable reaching out um, not only to our school counselors for resources, um, but also we have a lot of community resources here in Yankton that we've provided uh, for the parents to take a look at. And so I think in that um, part of it, I, I think we're in a pretty good position here in Yankton. We have a lot of community resources, which we're very fortunate to have. You know, and again, as, as a follow-up to that, I guess, um, what do you think parents should be telling their children about this situation or COVID-19? I know it probably depends, obviously, on the age of the child um, and different factors like that, but do you have any advice um, in regards to that? You know, I, I do agree with you. Um, you know, we've addressed on our website, you know, like I said, some resources, and we've actually broken those down, you know, some things that they can talk to their kids about, whether they be elementary, middle, or high school. But I believe what is most important is to make time to discuss this as a family without any disruptions. Shut the TV off, no devices on, and, you know, have a good family discussion uh, about what is COVID-19. Um, we know that it's serious. I think we got to continue to remind not only ourselves, but our families and our students that social distancing is important, the hygiene is important, and there's also other CDC recommendations coming out that we need to make sure that we all do. So I think we need to reassure our children uh, while this is very serious, there really are better days ahead. And, you know, faith, family, and friends, I think are really important right now. And while we can't be with them, maybe physically, you can certainly pick up a phone, send an email, do a FaceTime, or do a Zoom meeting of some kind. And um, I think that's what we're going to have to do for a while and settle in on it. No, that really resonates with me. I mean, I think the, that's obviously an aspect that we're all dealing with this. It's, it's such a difficult situation. And then to be separated, um, I can't imagine for kids, I think in high school when I had coaches um, or teachers that were strong mentors for me, this is like the time where you'd really rely on those relationships and those um, you know, connections for support. And so advice, I guess, resonates with me. Um, you know, projecting into the future here, um, how significant of a disruption is this going to be on the long-term development of children and their education? I mean, is there going to have to be a lot of catch-up when we are able to go back to normal school? Um, how worried are you about that? You know, that's a really interesting question, and we've had several um, meetings administratively, you know, and we've talked about that uh, already, thinking about it, uh, you know, down the road. And, you know, there's no doubt uh, not being in school for a long period of time for any student is not ideal. And, you know, prior to the COVID-19 situation, you know, we were always worried about kids that didn't have good attendance, that you have to be in school to do well. And, you know, I think that's true here uh, with the one caveat that um, we've 
We've provided alternative learning for students at home, and I think that's certainly going to help the situation. And when we're able to come back and reunite with kids, whether it be any time this year or next fall, we're going to be ready to assess that and decide which direction we need to go with our students. So we've thought about it. We know that it's there, but also given that we've provided some good alternative instruction, uh, that will certainly help. You know, you had mentioned um, some of the services that you were providing. Um, parents, can you just run down um, where you know parents might be able to access some of that? Our parents, uh, you know, if you're an elementary student, um, our elementary principals have sent out messages with how they were and how they can access um, the different resources that they need. Uh, we also have that posted on our district website. The same is true with middle school and high school. Our principals have done an outstanding job of providing those resources and the messaging that they do. And then I work directly with our counseling department here um, in, in our school district and uh, put out a message here last week with a number of resources that they had provided. And I'm telling you, they're really quality. I mean, there are videos um, at each level, elementary, middle, high school, um, there are different ways uh, that they suggest to talk to kids about this. And then, like I said, other resources to engage kids and parents and seek outside of their home or outside of school if they feel that it's necessary to do so. You know, I know that every school district has its own unique challenges, um, but are there ways that we as the public um, respecting social distancing obviously can help um, school districts in this situation. I mean, it, it, I think that's another sense that I have is just the powerlessness that you feel in a situation like this. I mean, is there anything that we can do to help? You know, I, I think there are some things, you know, I, I think one is that, you know, as, as live as social media is now, I think it's really important to be positive, to be positive about each other with each other about your local schools. Uh, we are all doing our best across the state and across the country. You know, these are really unprecedented times and, you know, we'll learn some things from it. But in the meantime, I think what's most important is for people to be supportive of their school district, their teachers, their cooks, custodians, everybody that's involved, their school administrators, because, uh, these are tough times, but it's also a time where schools have to step up. We have to step up and we need to do uh, what we do best. And, um, you know, and as far as additional help from people in the community, um, we have a couple of things going on here in Yankton, like a number of schools. We have our grab and go mills. Uh, they're free for any, uh, any child 18 and under. We have four different locations they can go to. And, um, you know, we've posted all that information on our website. And, you know, there will be a time when there's a larger community need, and that's starting even this week. We've started a community feeding program where people can pick up boxes of food. So people can donate to that. You know, that I think what's really important right now are any kind of donations. You know, when you see something that you can give to and it's something that 
uh, you feel it's something that you want to support, I would encourage that because there, there's a lot of need and there's going to be even more need as we move down the next month or two here. Um, Dr. Kendall, thank you so much um, for the conversation today and obviously just all of the work that you are doing in your community. Um, and thank you to all of the people that work in your school district. I know that this is just unprecedented times and it's putting a lot of pressure on a lot of folks. And it is heartening to see, I think, the response that we see from teachers who have really stepped up to the plate and handled the situation as best that they've been able to do. So just thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And, you know, I just think do things for others when you can. Be positive, be kind, and say your bedtime prayers. Thank you for listening to Credit Hour. Stick with us as we continue to bring you new information and perspectives surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic. Until next time, wash your hands, stay safe, and stay home. Go Yotes!